For over 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome, listeners, to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with my co-host, Dr. Kevin Passaro, and we try to bring you a wide variety of really good information all about you and your health. Now, the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. Just a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. You can ask questions in both places, and they do carry a superior line of supplements from many manufacturers, including Village Green's own Pathway products. We are here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., so please join us next week for Kevin's discussion on nutrition. Now, today we're going to talk about a few basics and some controversies. Uh, These are important pieces of information. I think these will be helpful. I always try to see that when we do our shows that you get some helpful tips. Today I'm going to be doing that, but I'm also going to pose some of these controversies because I think that it's important for people to think about the information they receive and and to do their own reading and their own research. So don't depend on what I tell you. Uh, go into the literature. Anybody can access PubMed. Uh, it's very easy to do research these days, and that that's very exciting for those of us who have depended on it. So... Um, And in covering controversies, I'm remembering years ago when I first began lecturing on trans fatty acids as a problem. That would have been in the late 60s, early 70s. And a dietician approached me and she said, I think you're very controversial on what you're presenting because what you're presenting is not what the American Dietetic Association recommends. And that's wrong. And I said, she said, you misled us about this course. I said, the name of the course is Controversies in Nutrition. And I'm inviting you to think about hydrogenated oils. And at that time, National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, USDA, FDA, all of the major health organizations, American Medical Association, American Dietetic Association, all recommended margarine. Even the Center for Science in the public, uh, in the public interest, it actually did as well. And there was no science to support that trans fatty acids were good for us. And we've talked about this a lot. And at that time, I said, I hope to live long enough to see margarine, trans fatty acid, hydrogenated oils indicted. And it happened in 2000. But the evidence was always there. This is biochemistry. It was not hard. We understood that margarine is a plastic fat. Once you hydrogenate an oil, 
with chemicals and hydrogen under heat and pressure, you have changed it into a mutant plastic fatty acid. And I'm grateful to see the changes made. Uh, Many of the experts in this field said, no, you know, we didn't know any better. And we recommended uh, this based on what we thought was the right thing to recommend. But I am telling you, I knew about it. I'm not a psychic. Uh, The evidence was always there. It's straight biochemistry. And I'm sorry it took so long because generations of people have higher incidence of heart disease, cancer, uh, problems with fertility, pregnancy, uh, birth defects. It blocks. It's a blocker, an antagonist to omega-3 fatty acids. So when I talk about controversies, I am going to be talking about some of the things that not everyone agrees with. And I hope that you will be encouraged to go into the literature yourself. Now, let's back up and just summarize the basics. We've talked about it before. First of all, we all are individuals. We are biochemically unique. And each individual is biochemically unique. Recommendations and treatments must be based upon that uniqueness, not based on averages. The genetic potential uh, range that we have varies significantly so that one person's lowest potential is another person's highest potential. Basic philosophy here, the pebble in the lake getting to the core. In other words, when we drop a pebble in the lake, the concentric circles reach the shore. In the professions, we have traditionally addressed those circles at the shore rather than the cause, the core, the pebble dropping. I would like to say in dentistry, because I've been part of dentistry, medicine, uh, dietetics, and nutrition. In medicine, that concept stayed too long. Treat the symptoms, get rid of the pain, get rid of the inflammation. Very important part of medical treatment, but not enough addressing the core. Then we get to dentistry and dental hygiene, and I'm a dental hygienist as well as a licensed dietitian nutritionist here in Maryland. Uh, So as a dental hygienist, we are taught to teach people prevention, to teach you how to take care of your teeth so that you don't lose them rather than wait until you have problems, brushing, flossing, what we call home care. In medicine, Teaching people to do something that for a condition that didn't exist was recognized as quackery. That was the definition of quackery. And you don't hear that anymore because obviously that's gone by the wayside. And the medical community is, is beginning to embrace active, proactive prevention. And it's beautiful to see. But I've been at this almost 50 years. And I can tell you that in in those days, if you dared to talk to somebody about diet, uh, preventing heart disease and cancer, you could be invited to attend the board uh, regarding your license. And that was in Maryland. That was in the 70s. So we've come a long way, and I'm glad to see it. Some of the basics. Uh, between disease and health is a spectrum. And if you wait for a diagnosis of diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease, whatever we want to 
bring up, then you've probably waited too long. And that's what prevention's all about. Looking at blood work, looking at certain parameters about your uh, simple parameters, your weight, your height, your body mass index, your waist measure, your ability uh, to endure. There are all kinds of respiratory tests, cardiovascular tests that are easy to do to find out where you're headed. And uh, normal versus optimum. Normal is not healthy. It is average. So you don't really want to be normal. You want to be optimum. And optimum is a much more narrow range. Normal is defined as 95.44% of the population. So to be outside of normal and deficiency you would be 2.5% of the population low. So that's not a goal. The goal is optimum. You want optimum bank account. You want an optimum nutrient bank account. You want optimum numbers and optimum health. Now, environmental modification of gene expression was new in the mid-'90s, and I think I, I hear enough about it that I think most people have heard that everything that happens to us, is based on this general principle. It's what you come into the world with, your innate health, resistance, genetic predisposition, both good and bad, both positive and negative. It's that and what happens to that when you're exposed to environment. And environment's everything. It's the way you live. It begins in the womb. Uh, environmental modification of gene expression. And the result is what we call epigenetics. And what that means is that the gene expression changes. Gene mutations are rare. So it was always considered that the genes determined everything and you couldn't do anything about it any more than you can change the color of your eyes by something you eat or or what you do. What we now know is that genes can behave or misbehave depending on what you do. They can express themselves the way they're supposed to or not. And that depends on how you eat, sleep, your exposures, toxins, stress, lifestyle, medications, everything that impacts your life. So uh, that's a powerful basic Environmental risk factors are many. They surround us. Uh, Chronic stress actually increases stress chemicals, shrinks the adrenals and thymus, very important for immunity, leads to chronic diseases, migraines and insomnia, digestive problems, hunger and weight gain, immune suppression, nutrient depletion, and poor collagen and bone, and that also translates into more wrinkles. Maybe that has more of an impact on individuals. So the uh, just as a summary, a reminder that we have 84,000 man-made chemicals, 62,000 were grandfathered in, 22,000 new chemicals, Testing not required on any of those. In fact, the EPA acknowledges that only 200 have been actually tested. Over 16,000 are permitted to be kept secret from all agencies, all people, all governments due to confidential business information. Now, this was due to a really lousy act called the Toxic Substances Control Act, TSCA, and it was 1976. Congress has been trying to change that. For a decade, 
Uh, it's going slowly. It's finally starting to happen. I'm seeing bills that have been introduced to reverse this. What this means is manufacturers can put any chemical out there without testing it. And they can make it secret. And you can't even know what it is or where it is. Uh, so that's pretty scary. Womb environment, something I haven't talked much about. And when we talk about environmental modification of gene expression, it starts at conception. Uh, for instance, in studying toxins in uh, individuals, it was decided in a particular research study that it would be important to have a baseline to find the healthiest individuals, and that was determined to be newborns. So they evaluated the cord blood of newborns, and the averages were this, 287 compounds detected. 180 cause cancer in humans or animals. 217 are toxic to the brain and nervous system. 208 cause birth defects or abnormal development in animals. Now, the dangers of pre- or postnatal exposure to this mixture of carcinogens, developmental toxins, and neurotoxins have not even been studied. Now, they're beginning to study it. Uh, this was frightening because we don't have a baseline. Uh, it was not realized that uh, these, uh, this level of toxins would be in the cord bud, blood, but we live in this environment. The Arctic, uh, in the Arctic ice, there are these toxins. This is our world. They are distributed. Uh, the body burden is uh, the pollution in newborn from Environmental Working Group. Go on ewg.org if you want to read more about this or just type in some of what I told you and read a little bit more. It's frightening, but it was a big wake-up call. So babies are now called born pre-polluted. And so these womb environment factors, alcohol use is the most damaging chemical, medication, drug, agent, that a woman can take during pregnancy. Thalidomide is less toxic because thalidomide does its damage in a very narrow window of about three weeks, whereas alcohol use is damaging to fetal brain development in every stage of pregnancy. Now, obviously, a woman who sips a, a drink occasionally is le at less risk than somebody who is drinking regularly, but... It depends on how each woman detoxifies, metabolizes alcohol. If alcohol dehydrogenase, the enzyme that uh, metabolizes alcohol, uh, is not working well, then the alcohol mother takes in will uh, go through the infant for a longer period of time. More alcohol will get in, and the infant's liver is not working. So the alcohol stays there, and it's very damaging to brain cells. From the moment of conception, it has damage until right before birth. Uh, so I'm certainly being a bearer of bad news, uh, but we're going to talk more about controversies. We'll talk about toxins that threaten our health, and I'm going to give you some good news and good tips, too. 
Uh, if you just tuned in, you're with Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us. We will be right back after this break. Solgar Number 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number 7 says yes. Solgar Number 7. Available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Are you under a lot of stress at work? Pressure from the boss, budget cuts, impossible workloads? It can all take a serious toll on your health, but we can help. Village Green Apothecary has everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. A wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 45 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0 800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back to the second segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. The show is brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro. We do try to bring you good information all about you and your health. Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. We are here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Please join us next week for Kevin's discussion on nutrition. Now, today's show is about some basics and some controversies. And uh, some of it sounds like a lot of bad news. But, you know, information is valuable. Information helps you make better choices Many people are have been making choices about their diet 
and they thought it was healthy. They didn't have enough information to evaluate so that when they eat, if they're eating the foods that are harmful to us, like the artificial additives, hydrogenated oils, deep fried foods, uh, we've talked about this a lot on the show. So when they eat those things, they know that they're not good for them. Uh, and that's what information is. It's it, being advised, being knowledgeable is very important. And as I said in the first segment, don't trust what I say. Do your own research. Read up uh, and try to try to determine for yourself. Go into the literature. What I find is there is a five to ten year lag time between something being found in repeated research, documented, well understood, and integrated into the recommendations that we get from all the agencies that are pledged to help us live healthy lives, eat healthy. And that needs to change. This is the information age. That information is available to everyone. You can go on PubMed and uh, look up whatever you want to look up and get the article and read it yourself. So we talked about the basics and environmental modification of gene expression, that what we come into the world with is subject to change depending on how we eat, live, breathe, sleep, what we're exposed to, medications we take, etc. And we talked about the womb environment being the first environment that can affect us. Uh, then let's talk about some toxins that can threaten our health. Uh, there are many of them. A lot of them are man-made. We talked about the prevalence of those and that they don't need to be tested. And it's very hard to get them banned, very hard. It takes Congress to get something that's harmful banned. It's not done readily or easily. So let's look at some toxic chemicals and metals. They vary according to their concentration and uh, strength and frequency of exposure. They deplete good nutrients. They accumulate in tissues based on the exposure and the body's response. What does that mean? So 10 people can be exposed to the same toxic environment, mold in an old house. Uh, carbon monoxide, and they can respond very differently based upon their own systems. So people who don't detoxify well, people who have poor what are called cytochrome P450s, I call them disposals to get rid of toxins, recycle their own toxins. Just imagine if you have a disposal in your house that's quite small, but it handles what two people uh, produce in the way of garbage to go down the disposal. But then what if your neighborhood started using your disposal? And what if your entire city? It would overwhelm it. The food would not be disposed of. There would be a rotting smell in your kitchen. That's what happens in people who have impaired detoxification enzymes. And that is not a hokey word. That's exactly what these enzymes do. I'll give you the technical names because they're real and they exist. They can be measured. Cytochrome P450s, thousands of them, thousands of them. We probably have not discovered 10%. And phase two, that was phase one. It's like a dual disposal. Then phase two, 
glucuronidation, sulfation. There's also metallothionine that helps regulate, get rid of toxic metals. So we have a lot of systems to help us get rid of the toxins we produce and those we're exposed to. But we weren't designed to handle 84,000 man-made chemicals in addition to all the natural toxins that exist. And that's where the trouble lies. Uh, so we, we're keeping the body healthy via optimum nutrition, and that's prevention. So you support healthy function by making sure you eat healthy foods. And we've talked about that before. It's organic foods because when you're eating non-organic, you're getting your bigger doses of toxins. You can't avoid them altogether. You live on the earth. But you can make changes that are simple. Organic foods, no artificial additives, no preservatives. Those items get into our water. They get into the plants. So if you go organic, you don't have to worry about it so much. And lots of vegetables, a wide variety of vegetables. How do you get variety? Wide variety in color. It's that simple. You wouldn't want to eat an all-green meal, an all-white meal. Uh, Think about how the color appeals to you. So that's the basics. But for many people, it's not enough because the challenges in our environment are way beyond what a reasonable, even excellent diet can provide. And there's not any study that's been done done properly, that documents that diet is sufficient to produce, to provide all of the nutrients that you need uh, to function. Number one, no one has perfect enzymes. We all have higher needs for certain nutrients. And if we don't present our body with those nutrients, we can't absorb them. And I've said this many times, supplements are very safe because the body does not regulate medications. It does regulate nutrients. It's called homeostasis. If you're deficient, the body puts out the signal to absorb more, and the kidneys get the message not to let so much go. When you are sufficient, the body says don't absorb as much and let more go. It regulates very well. You have to override the gates or have certain specific defects in, for instance, the way you hold on to iron and copper. Some people can accumulate them in a normal diet. So there are some conditions that are exceptions to what I'm telling you. And also, if you're taking antacids, you're not going to absorb as well, even though your gut was trying to get the message and trying to absorb more. And if you're taking diuretics, the kidneys aren't going to be able to keep more of those nutrients in because it... The diuretics not only get rid of sodium, they get rid of many, many vitamins and minerals. So it can become quite a problem. So that is one way we protect ourselves. Um, Bioaccumulation. What does that mean? DDT, contaminated water, accumulates in plankton. They become, it becomes, the DDT, more concentrated as larger species feed on smaller ones. So large, old, predatory fish at the top of the food chain have the highest concentrations. So consumers of fish, including humans, birds, and other animals, are exposed to the highest concentration. 
And it was over 30 years ago that it was discovered that birds were were uh, accumulating so many toxins, it was causing birth defects, infertility, hermaphrodite births, meaning uh, the uh, sexual characteristics of the birds were not able to be determined or they had both sexual characteristics and infertility. They could not reproduce. Uh, And someone suggested that this could be true of humans. It was totally rejected that humans would have the same effect. But as we've been around long enough, see birds and and other species can turn over. We can see uh, generations within 10 years. That's not true in humans. It takes us longer. But we're showing those signs, and they're very accurate tests that can do muscle biopsy, fat biopsies, and cell membrane biopsies to determine the levels of toxins in the body. So it's not deniable. Toxic metal bioaccumulation. Let's talk about mercury. Mercury from contaminated plankton exposure to contaminated flora and fauna. It becomes more concentrated, again, as larger species feed on the smaller ones. Large old predatory fish at the top of the food chain have the highest concentration. And we've talked about this. Tuna, swordfish, shark, trout, pike, walleye, and bass. And it does depend on where the fish uh, live, <laughs> and it's hard to know that. We don't have a an organic standard in this culture. And so when humans consume a lot of big old fish, they will hold on to these metals. But re- let me go back and remind you, it's still based on your ability to get rid of toxic metals and having a system that is supported. It's expensive to nutrition. You use up healthy minerals, mostly minerals, vitamins as well, to get rid of toxic ones. So it's expensive to your nutrient bank account. We'll keep this conversation going. If you've just joined us, you're with us Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500. I'm Dana Lake, and the show is brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Please stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCTs. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit 
visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet committed to pure and great tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Did you know at Village Green we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements including herbs and homeopathic remedies plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 AM. Please join us next week for Kevin's discussion on nutrition. Now, today we've been talking about some basics in health and nutrition. We've also been talking about controversies, trying to probe you into looking in the literature for yourself. We talked about the fact that we are all unique. There is not one standard for all humans. And I will remind you that the recommended dietary allowances, the RDA and the DRI, are designed for specifically 98% of healthy people, healthy people. And statistically, that's 24% of the population. So 76% of the population does not qualify for the RDA. They have higher needs because they either have genetic gene variants, genetic issues, developmental problems, uh, cardiovascular, diabetes, obesity, uh, other forms of diseases, and they take medications. Medications uh, affect our nutrient levels, and there can be quite a few interferences. So there's a lot that goes on in our bodies that affects the bottom line. And the bottom line is that we want a healthy nutrient bank account. So please remember, we are uniquely different and we all do not need the same level of a nutrient to function any more than we all wear the same size shoes, dress, suit, hat. So we're all uniquely different, just like our fingerprints. So we were talking about toxic metals and toxic chemicals, the stress they put on our bodies. They spend our nutrients, especially zinc and selenium, lipoic acid, some of the uh, B vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium. So many nutrients get wasted, spent, getting rid of toxic metals. So it behooves us to eat organic uh, and to also be very wise about our environment and clean it up. Try to do the best you can. Go on EWG.org, Environmental Working Group. They have the connections to many other organizations doing good work, but they also cover a wide range from your products. You can put your product names in there and find out their toxic levels. So we look at toxic chemicals, we talked about toxic metals, mercury, there's also lead, and um, arsenic, aluminum, 
cadmium, and there are others that are not healthy for us. So let's talk about the paradigm shifting, some of the good news. I've been giving you lots of bad news, so let's talk about some good news. The American Academy of Pediatrics in the last five years has finally put out uh, this statement. They recognize that organophosphate exposure at levels common among U.S. children may contribute to ADHD prevalence. And the AAP, that's the American Academy of Pediatrics, the AAP position statement is this. Children encounter pesticides daily and have unique susceptibilities to their potential toxicity. Acute poisoning risks are clear. Epidemiological evidence demonstrates associations between early life exposure to pesticides and pediatric cancers, decreased cognitive function, and behavior problems. Related animal toxicology studies support these findings. So recognizing and reducing problematic exposures will require attention to current inadequacies in medical training, public health tracking, and regulatory action on pesticides. That is huge because there has been a denial of this despite probably 40 years or more of evidence. Actually, I'm wrong. It even goes back to the 30s. Uh, the 1930s, uh, there has been a concern about human bioaccumulation, which we talked about in the previous segment, of toxins from the food we eat and the fish that we eat, the meat that we eat. So I'm reminded that when uh, lawn services put pesticides on, they put that little flag out there for a day or two. They do it on golf courses, and you're not supposed to walk on the grass. Well, guess what? The pesticide doesn't know it's supposed to leave. And I will promise you that that pesticide is in that dirt five years later. There is no testing. According to the EPA, the companies saying use as directed, it's safe if used as directed, they have no data to support that statement. And uh, it wouldn't be hard to take a sample of dirt. The University of Maryland right here can test your dirt and tell you what's in it. Now, another paradigm shift, the effects of additives, artificial food additives, preservatives, and coloring. They are found in the commercial foods most children consume. A meta-analysis of studies and current research found significant increase in hyperactivity, shorter attention span, neurobehavioral toxicity. The American Academy of Pediatrics has said that a preservative-free, coloring-free diet is a reasonable intervention. Now, remember I said that was considered quackery in the 70s. Um, this is a quote from the AAP. The overall findings are clear. We as skeptics who long doubted the parental claims of effects of various foods on behavior admit we might have been wrong. I would take the might out of there. Uh, but that that's gracious. That's a huge change from the information that uh, the AAP had been putting out. So I applaud them. It's wonderful. Uh, let's talk a little bit about autism. I'm an autism educator. Uh, it's one of my specialties. Uh, and so it's dear to my heart. And I've written two books 
with my co-author, Pam Compart, who's a developmental pediatrician, the ADHD and autism. Uh, let me just remind you, if, if you're interested in purchasing the books, the ADHD and autism uh, cookbook. It's the kid-friendly cookbook, and it's about the gluten-free, casein-free diet. There's also the ADHD and autism nutritional supplement handbook, our most recent one. That's golden. That talks about the deficiencies we find in autism and the nutrients that are needed, uh, why the common ones, how a child can get tested, how to supplement, and the diets that are helpful. That book is absolutely worth it. So hopefully you'll, you'll learn more than what I can tell you here on the show. Now, autism used to be blamed on mothers for being refrigerator mothers, cold mothers, and that was based on a, sci- a single psychiatrist at Johns Hopkins who was not challenged and did not have the data to support that. And Bernie Rinlin, who was a psychologist with a child with autism, did not believe that his wife was a cold mother. And it was rare then. It was one in 10,000 children. And Bernie began his quest to show that it was a something biochemical, something inside that went wrong that affected the brain. And then it graduated. Bernie helped put ABA, one of the best therapies for autism, on the map. And he worked with the parents and the professionals. He also introduced the idea of such things as magnesium B6 and zinc and omega-3s being helpful to children with autism. This was long ago. This was 30 years ago, 30 to 40 years ago. And now it's well understood as a biomedical disease. Now, if a doctor or a professional or even a parent says, I don't believe in a biomedical approach to autism, I don't believe in that, it's a psychiatric disorder, uh, then that's a person who's just not informed. What they're really saying is I'm uninformed because the evidence is there, and it is so exciting to be present to see this change. And we can measure for each individual and treat, as Sid Baker says, have we done everything for this individual? And we can test. We have sophisticated tests. So a little bit more information. Just to define autism, it is a multifaceted condition which includes the consequences of environmental impact on gene variants and gene expression. Dysfunctions in the following, barrier integrity, inflammation, immunity, GI function, metabolism and biochemistry, and neurological function. It results in, all of these defects result in impaired responses to surroundings, stimuli, foods, food components, Toxins, artificial additives, pesticides, medications, and drugs. These children are the canaries in the coal mine. They're our canaries. We're all impacted, but they have a total load and a gene expression. It's not a genetic condition like we have defined Down syndrome, but it is a condition where there are predispositions for autism. Some people will develop it, some people won't. And it depends on the total load of toxins on their nutrient status, their immune status, 
uh, their inflammations, the medications they're exposed to. So the American Academy of Pediatrics came around uh, sometime in 2007, and I was there at the Autism Research Institute conference with Dr. Compart when the American Academy of Pediatrics sent a team to join forces in this effort on treating autism. Uh, when it was announced, the uh, announcer said, show the AAP your appreciation. You would have thought you were in a soccer game. <laughs> the whooping, hollering, and tears um, really was amazing. And I have cried at many of these autism conferences. I never cried at a dental conference or a dental hygiene conference because the awesome reality when you're there with thousands of people, parents and professionals, and you grasp the totality of it, uh, I, I can't imagine anybody that wouldn't be shedding tears. And the American Academy of Pediatrics completely changed their stand. They used to tell people, avoid diet. Diet has nothing to do with a psychiatric disease, and nutrition has nothing to do with it. Do not encourage your patients. Listen to this. 2007, they came out with this statement. The American Academy of Pediatrics uh, statement on autism directs pediatricians to become knowledgeable and complementary alternative treatments for autism, including dietary and nutritional interventions. They go further to say, do not discourage your families, encourage them and learn more about it. Now, I know some people didn't get the memo, but, uh, and it's what, 2015 and that was 2007, but the information is there and the parents have access to it, and they're educating their doctors, and the doctors are happy to learn that and to be educated. And there are many risk factors uh, in a family for autism, including autism in the family, OCD, psychiatric conditions, fragile X, Tourette's, Down syndrome, seizures, developmental delays, and a defect called MTHFR, which is not uncommon in families with children who have autism. There isn't no gene, a singular gene that appears to be causing autism, but 200 to 300 genes do seem to be involved, and that's the newest information. Uh, so we'll talk more about this in the final segment. For those who have just joined us, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living. Uh, here on 1500 AM, we're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. Solgar Number 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number 7 says yes. Solgar Number 7, available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic. Made with the highest quality standards. Uncooked, untreated, unadulterated. Non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside of the Beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. 
Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists are here to advise you about creating your very own individualized healthy living plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, 5415 West Cedar Lane, or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda. A reminder that we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., so please join us next week for Kevin's discussion on nutrition. Today we've been talking about some basics and controversies, and we covered uh, toxins, uh, we covered autism, and just another word on autism. Uh, In autism, as I said, we can define Uh, what is deficient in an individual and treat that individual because an individual who has optimum nutrition, optimum GI function is not uh, inflamed in multiple body parts. Uh, That individual is going to do well and improve and we do see recovery. Autism is treatable and recovery is possible. And that, that is the truth. So we see many mineral deficiencies, particularly magnesium, zinc, selenium, iron, and calcium, vitamin deficiencies, especially A, D, biotin, and the B vitamins, others, omega-3 deficiencies, CoQ10, mitochondrial inefficiencies, not disorders or diseases, but inefficiencies, and amino acid problems, carnitine, lack of taurine, and a lack of antioxidants, including glutathione. And that's why diet's not enough. These are inborn errors of metabolism that render someone have, to have higher needs for nutrients in order to function optimally. Now, another subject of controversy, vaccinations. Safety is the goal. The current CDC recommendations are 70 doses of 16 different vaccines between birth and 18, 49 doses of 14 vaccines given before age 8. What are the concerns? There is one schedule for all and too many too soon. And they give too many too soon in order to capture the lower socioeconomic group of people who tend to take their infants to the doctors, but gradually from six months on, that slows down. They 
they do not account for individual metabolic differences which profoundly affect reactions. Now, any of you who require lower doses of medications, because if you take the normal dose, you get severe reactions, you can understand this. And we can identify those people, and we're, we're not doing enough to identify the children who are most likely to react. There are still neurotoxins in the vaccines, aluminum and mercury, numerous additives in vaccines, such as MSG, formaldehyde, antibiotics, animal and human tissue proteins. And the human tissue proteins actually come from an aborted fetus. And it's one aborted fetus. That is, if, if you doubt some of this information, please email me, Dana Lake at AOL.com. I will send you the sources because I spent a long time uh, looking this up. And uh, the combination of vaccines, the number given at one time, up to 12 at one time are permitted. The individual's health staff is status at the time of vaccination. So do vaccines cause autism? No, they don't. That's the wrong question. But do vaccines, the toxins within them, the combinations, the uh, conditions under which they're given, the health status and enzyme function status of the individual have a profound influence in the development of not just autism, but numerous developmental delays? The answer is absolutely yes. So you, you see, um, when you ask it too simply, you duck some of the information. So we're for safe vaccines, safe vaccines. And there's been some studies uh, that showed unvaccinated children had lower levels of ADD, ADHD, and autism. And in the monkey studies, the use of hep B uh, resulted in delays in survival reflexes, root, snout, and suck. And the use of mercury in the vaccines, they used the 1990s vaccine schedule, and now they're studying the current vaccine schedule. And they found increased brain growth common in human autism, an abnormal amygdala, which is noted to be abnormal in infant autism. It affects emotions, memory, and learning. So this was very compelling, and that study is still going on. Uh, Bernadine Healy uh, is a person who was the former director of NIH, Red Cross, uh, health editor of U.S. News and World Report. And she said plainly that the studies have not been done comparing unvaccinated and vaccinated children. And we have a huge population that can be uh, studied. And the CDC says we don't need it because most of them are Amish and there must be a genetic issue. Well, I've never seen where researchers are afraid to look and find out if there is a protective gene for autism. What's that gene? Um, I, I'm willing to say that there isn't no autism in uh, this population, but if it's 5% less, 10%, 20 50% less, which it appears to be, then that's important and we need to understand it. I will say that many of these communities that absolutely don't vaccinate and it's not that I'm supporting that. I'm giving you the data. They also consume organic foods. They nurse their babies. They live a very healthy and often quite simple lifestyle. So there are other differences there. Fluoride controversies. Fluoride sources include drinking water, food, toothpaste, rinses, treatments, and uh, fluoride pesticides. And we're getting too much. 
Uh, if you're interested in this subject, I have a huge document put out by the National Academy of Sciences with all the concerns about fluoride. Uh, first of all, fluoride replaces calcium in teeth and bones, and, it de- and you get fluorosis in both those tissues. It reduces cortical bone density and impaired bone remodeling. The bones get brittle and you have more broken bones, especially with high doses of fluoride. And in children, pea-sized amounts of fluoride toothpaste ingestion can lead to mild fluorosis. Here are the controversies, and this is from the CDC, the Institute of Medicine, National Research Council, National Academies of Science, uh, the AAP, American Academy of Pediatrics, and the ADA. Babies are fluoride overdosed from intake of optimal levels. Enamel fluoride concentration is not associated with reduced decay. Fluoride excess leads to increased tooth decay. Risk factors for fluorosis include fluoridated drinking water, supplements, and toothpaste. And you cannot dose regulate when you put a medicine, fluoride, in the public water supply. So some will get a lot, some will not get enough. Uh, infant formulas containing fluoride before age six. Silicofluorides that are used to fluoridate 92% of the water supplies have not been sufficiently tested. That's from the NRC. Fluoridated water increases the risks for, listen to this, lower IQ in children. That is from the NRC and the National Academy of Sciences. Again, email me if you're interested in uh Seeing this, I can send you the information. And bone cancer in adolescent males. These are absolute. They have many other conditions. They suspect that it increases the risk for genotoxicity, the change in the genes, for neurological problems, immune problems, reproductive problems, endocrine problems. And uh, they certainly, fluoride certainly has an effect on fertility. Uh, There are lots of studies on that. Now, the paradigm shifting for fluoride, they certainly are. The National Academy of Sciences is taking this seriously and going through the studies. The ones I told you about are already accepted. The AAP and the ADEA are recommending avoiding fluoride drops for infants up to age two. I'm not sure age two is the magical number. This is what I have advised since I became a dental hygienist and I learned about fluoride and learned about the death rates that could occur from fluoride. Uh, the AAP and ADA, uh, I mentioned, uh, the NAS report talks about the damage to tooth enamel and impaired reproduction and fetal development as well. Ha- Health and Human Services proposes a 42% reduction of fluoride in public water. That was 2011. The EPA wants to limit the exposure by lowering the current legal fluoride cap in tap water, and that was just 2014. So we're making uh, making progress. We covered a lot. Uh, we'll do this from time to time in the show, cover news you can use, controversies and basics. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. And you can access this show or any show uh, through myvillagegreen.com. Please remember, folks, it's not the number of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day.
Did you know at Village Green, we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. 